MC Podcast. Welcome back to the SMC Podcast. I'm Jamin, a pastor in the Southern Michigan Conference of the Free Methodist Church and your host for the SMC Podcast. Today, we're getting back up on the line, Paul Jones. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? I am good. Now, I think this is your your second return to the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm privileged to come back again, so... Now, Paul, as uh, many of you know, is a pastor of Journey of Hope and uh, out in Taylor, and that's kind of like the Down River area. So, many of you have also maybe heard the uh, phrase thrown around if you've been out Paul's way about the kind of Down River Initiative. But maybe you didn't know what that was. Uh, maybe you had never heard of it, and maybe you don't know much about what it's morphed into in some of the past weeks we've seen in the Chronicles. And up on uh, uh, kind of the SMC Ministers uh, kind of pastoral Facebook page where people have been chatting about things going on. There's There's been some comments about the foundry and things like this. So, Paul, back us all the way up. We're all pretty cemented in the fact that you are a pastor at the Taylor uh, Journey of Hope. What has happened outside of that that has caused all this? It kind of goes back to, you know, the vision of, journey of hope wanting to um plant churches uh and um sensing that call from god uh and so um we have that has shifted and morphed and you know got a little more uh clear as we continue to to go forward with that initiative and um and so out of it is developed uh, this thing uh, we're calling uh, it's a network, uh, and it's called Foundry Multiplication Network, and um, we we call it the Foundry uh, just for short. So we had a vision, and and there's 200 and something plus people that are currently unchurched um, in the Downriver area. Seventy-eight um, percent of those people, of the two hundred thousand, um, have no really interest in um, going to church or religion or anything like that. So it's it's very much um, becoming a, a post-Christian, post uh, whatever the word would you could fill in the blank area and so the foundry developed with this idea of what does it look like to start churches and everyday places and every crack and crevice um, built off not just multiplying churches but we want we have the vision to make disciples who make disciple makers who uh, plant churches. And so we are trying to, instead of looking at it in a sense of how do we grow bigger, 
that there's nothing wrong with addition type growth and we we need some of that even uh in our area and in our church and but how do we get more people fishing so it's not about how how big of a boat do we build to fish but how many boats can we get on the lake and um so out of that is birthed this vision of starting micro churches um that are kind of networked together that go off and plant other churches through this thing we call discipleship continuum. So I'm currently shifting. Josh will take the more uh, role of, of, of leading and shepherding journey of hope. And I will become more the executive director of the foundry um and so we're working together as a team we just really clicked and so uh we're we're trying to uh continue to pray and and be obedient to what jesus has called us to nice now uh kind of correct me if i'm wrong some of the thesis and work that you've been doing in your schooling has has that been along the lines of kind of like church planning type stuff uh yeah and and, and so uh, my whole work and research um and my my studies this is a this comes out of this and so um you know I, I, nelson searcy and uh and uh stephen gray say um that you you to plant a church like a large launch plant uh it you need 350 to 500 thousand dollars and so a lot of churches kind of think oh well we can't multiply you know we're only 75 100 people um or even larger churches well you know how can we send out you know 10 percent of our people in a budget i mean you know we live in a time where, you know, the offering doesn't always cover what's needed, but we also have to trust in the one who owns all the cattle on, on the hill. And so, um, and so this, I just, through my study said, why do we have to be a certain size to multiply? Why do we have to have this type of, um, thinking that limits us. And so why don't we uh, empower people um, to, 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 to live out their calling, to live out their capacity? Because some people are going to have the capacity to pastor larger churches while others aren't. And so um, multiplication is not about starting other churches or other sites. Um, exponential calls that level for reproducing. Uh, multiplication is about having grandchildren, multi-generational. And so every pastor should be discipling someone. They should be able to name, th- if I asked or someone else asked, tell me your three disciples, uh, they should be able to name three people, boom, boom, boom. So if we look at it from a disciple-making model, of making people who are able to make disciples, then we should be able to send some of those who have apostolic giftings who may start three or four small groups or 
or mini churches or micro churches to get them to understand, hey, you may have the gifting and the capacity to start another church. So it's it's having a macro influence under a micro level. And so everyone can pastor a certain amount of people. People can disciple people. But the question that haunts me and still haunted me is if they came in today and said, you can no longer as a church in America meet in a public space, not even in your church, would your church continue to go on or would it cease to exist? And so the whole idea that through the foundry and through my research is if we want to multiply churches, we have to get back to multiplying disciples. Multiplication is disciple making. It's nothing else. Um, now, some people will do that through a Luke 10 type model, which is like a simple church, micro church. And some people will do that through an Acts 2 model, where it's a larger sending out a group of people. There's nothing wrong with that either model, uh, but you got to get back. And so every pastor should be discipling their staff and every staff person should be discipling other people. And through that, that's what I call a continuum through that. What if we changed our small group methods into these leaders were pastors who went out and shepherd these 10, 12 people, and they live the mission of the church out as well. And so this whole idea of the foundry is how do you start by looking at the smaller to have a bigger macro influence? So through my studies and all that, I, I thought we can have a multiplication et effort, whether you're 25 people, whether you're 75 people, whether you're 1,000 or plus people, that could not just have an influence um, locally, but you could have an influence globally. And I, I learned a lot of this from Ralph Moore, um, who who is 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 Pat his his church and the Hope Chapel movement has planted somewhere over twenty six plus hundred churches. Now Hope Chapel in California has not done that. But they just continued to have kids. And and so and it all started in disciple making. Um, and so for me, it's a freedom. It's like, okay, well, if I make disciples who go out and make disciples who make disciples, and I look, look at this of starting as a small, three to five years later, you're going to have so many outshoots that you're not going to know what to do with all these people. So it's more about the foundry measures its success of how many generations of disciples are we having and how many boats do we have on the lake. I like that. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. So as you've already begun doing this, because this isn't something that's going to kick into – Kicking the gear at uh, annual conference 2020. You got you guys are already working on this, correct? So so yeah, we took a few people. We started discipling them, and and 
and we did it simply. Um, uh, and, and any church can do this simply. Uh, and you got to find your own approach. That's okay. But we asked three questions. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What are you going to do about it? And how can we, we um, help and pray? And out of that simple method, now some people could say, hey, let's take the sermon from the week before uh, and, and do that. And so you don't want to make it totally program-based, so you want to have some kind of food in it, uh, some kind of sit-around hangout time. You want to make it more about, hey, let's fellowship. But, um, but those three questions, and so you could take it from the week's sermon, a church that has small groups could just simply shift and go, okay, what two words do you have that you heard from uh, the sermon this week and answer those three questions? Or you could take it of walking through a, a particular scripture in the Bible. And the amazing thing we've seen is the spiritual gifts of other people have started so you're more of a facilitator. And so some of the spiritual gifts, when certain things come up, you see an encourager. You see a, a person that is more hospitable. So, oh, I'm going through a hard time through this. Well, they bring them some meals or, you know, it, it's a more engaging way. And so it 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 has really started to gain some traction. And we're, we're really almost just almost organically and so we're trying to put some some uh not control uh but uh some some guardrails to kind of move that momentum uh, but when you keep it simple other people feel like they can do it and i'll give you a story uh with my i've had some foot issues where i broke my foot and i wasn't able to to be at my micro church meeting this last week so i i've saw a leader that uh, I haven't talked to this person yet, but I'm seeing a leader kind of rise up that could be an apprentice. Uh, and so I just said, oh, Hey, you know, I, I can't be there this week. Can you do it? And here's what I do. And they were like, Oh yeah. And so they picked it up like it was nothing and, and did it. And it went great. Um, so when we keep it simple, it's easier to reproduce and, as pastors, uh, at least for myself, I, I I can make things more complicated than they need to be. So, at the moment, um, how many of these micro churches are you you working with? I know it's just getting started. Uh, so, I am currently pastoring one of the micro churches, and there are two to possibly three other that can develop over this next year, and. Um, so the training, uh, we're not opening up the training just yet to anybody that wants to come. Uh, we've kind of hand-selected some people that we're working with to kind of walk through this training. It's kind of a test. It's in beta form. Um, and, you know, we're creating worksheets and templates. It's more interactive to see. We want to test this out. You know, how does this work? Where can we adjust? And... So we have three or four possible micro churches. Uh, we have leaders that are going to lead these micro churches, and so we we don't start with do we have people. We start with do we have leaders, uh, and uh, 
then we empower them and walk with them and coach them uh, through through this. And so out of that, we hope to uh, have a possible new church um, uh, in the next year. And we call those micro churches church. Uh, but uh, we understand that some will stay with the micro church model and some will go on to maybe do larger uh, top gatherings. And so because we, we value the gathering just as much. Uh, we don't want isolation. Uh, for anyone who's thinking about this from a Southern Michigan Conference standpoint, what does this look like on paper, would you say, to them, just based on your conversations with them? Because this is a part of the SMC. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what do you just be so, more clarify? Like right now we're working on apostolic initiatives. We're working on uh, um, church plants, fellowships, like – each one of these micro churches, from like a big view perspective, uh, can you explain a little bit what that kind of looks like on, from like the perspective that we're all still kind of working from? So I would say they start off um, uh, as apostolic initiatives, uh, and so we take Tampa Underground's kind of four phases uh, because for them to be a church. Um, they they have to we use the word ecclesial minimum uh, i really like ecclesial essentials uh, minimum can have a a negative connotation so i'm starting to use ecclesial essentials uh they you know and 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 mark van valen's been talking about this for years uh in our conference the up in and out or you know worship um, you know, submitting, are we submitting our lives to God and being obedient? Are we in community and are we on mission? Are we serving some, uh, some area? So naturally this is going to start off as an apostolic initiative. And as you morph through these phases, time you get to phase three, because there's a lot of experimentation, you've got to figure out, you know, what are your vision? What are your values? Who are you about? Who are you wanting to reach? Um, and just on a more granular level, once you get to phase three, you are really beginning to embody all those ecclesial minimum, ecclesial essentials. And that's when you kind of become a church. We celebrate along the way as you move from phases. We help you. So, um in our language of what we're using, it would start out as a micro, uh, uh, apostolic initiative um, and morph as we will help them work through the phase uh, to a more church plant. Now, it, may, it would be on a micro level, uh, and but some of those micro levels are going, we, we want them to reproduce. Uh, and so once they reproduce, if they're in a certain area, um, um, you know, a certain city, because in Downriver there's 18 communities, uh, one, one way, once they have three to five micro churches, they have the option to begin to gather together largely as a collective of micro churches. And so in a sense, uh, they would be a church plant, but they would they would take it on a larger scale. Um, and uh, and that, that's new language, but it kind of 
that's the way if I was talking to someone that kind of carried that language in our conference is how I would explain it. And fresh expressions fits into that, you know, um, but uh, we're saying we're going to network these things. So they're tethered to something. And so Journey of Hope goes under the foundry. We're going to tether these things as a network capacity type of ecosystem. So they're not isolated. But these micro churches, once they meet and get into phase three and they're living out this, this up in and out, this worship mission community thing, they're a church. So we consider them a church plant. But I figured up the other day, in order to reach all of Downriver, not just Journey of Hope, not just the Foundry, if all the churches got into the multiplication thing, to reach the total unchurched amount as it currently is, we would need all our churches in Downriver to multiply to a collective of over 1,000 churches of 200 people plus, around 200 people. Now, some people, that's very disheartening. For me, that's really exciting uh, because it puts it on a, a larger scale uh, in a God-sized vision. Um, that's great. That's a great way of looking at it. And I think uh, our whole conference has kind of been stretched over the last few years here as we've been thinking, all right, you know, Bruce, uh, Superintendent Bruce Rhodes, <laughs> Superintendent Rhodes brought us this image of uh, um, we want to plant 10 churches in 36 months. And in the language that we had at that time, that was like, okay, so I'm thinking of these large churches launching and just uh, uh, doing what I'm trying to do right now, but now having another one of them, you know? And then as time yeah, went on, yeah. we started kind of like expanding on really what is church. And we start looking at some of these conferences and these definitions between exponential, fresh expressions, kind of what you were saying with the ecclesiastical minimum or uh, uh, what was the word you were using instead? Uh, ecclesia. Ecclesial Essentials. Ecclesial Essentials. So in other words, uh, what's the name of the guy who put that underground church book together? Uh, Brian Sanders. Brian, that's it. I was thinking Brandon. So Brian Sanders gives that analogy, right, of a car. What parts yeah. can you take out and the car still works? What's the minimum or the essentials that you need for it to still be a car? So in the same way with the church, yeah. what? What are we are What are we doing in church right now that is like you know I have a cup holder I don't need type thing instead of what keeps this thing still a car, uh, yeah. And then now I think as we look at as a conference at like what is church how does it go what are the expressions it can take and what you guys are doing what everybody's doing suddenly we're stepping back and saying okay so. And not only is like 10 churches in 36 months a possibility, but we could probably do more than this. You know, once we understand yeah. like what church really is in the first place, it's just, I think we've been yeah. to some extent grounded in an idea of the church that we grew up with is the only way in which church is church, <laughs> that it's kind of starting to yeah. blow our minds to, to look at it from these kind of fresher perspectives. Yeah. And so for us, our whole campus, 
is not the proper, well, we don't own property anymore, but the, it, our campus isn't the middle school. Our campus is all of downriver. So that means we can meet anywhere in a coffee shop. Uh, we have one there that we have a lady in our church that um, uh, she was homeless. She came out of that, uh, established herself. And now she has a heart for helping the homeless become more established. And how and she has a story that not many people have. And so she's working and developing this team to start a micro church around that. The beauty of the micro church is Journey of Hope's not a big church, but we're multiplying. And so the whole idea is. Okay, I can do this too. So, you know, it just doesn't have to be we've got to grow to this certain capacity to to be able to send out. We go, all right, God's given us what he's given us. We need to be good stewards of that. And how can we create disciples who go out and multiply churches? And so... Uh, you have to un- you have to decide you know how you want to do this, but isn't it better? Isn't it easier uh, on a smaller level? To me, it's easier on a smaller level than a bigger level, you know, um, because you know there's so many other components. But with that. You, the big thing is I have to constantly wrestle with in my heart is I have to let go, you know, um, of control. That doesn't mean there's not oversight, but I can't control every little minutia of every little micro church. I have to trust, and, and, and like it talks about in Lord of the Rings, I got to let go of the ring at times and trust that God is in control of all this and it's his kingdom but i think a church of 10 people can do this i think a church of 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 five people if i was to start a church today i wouldn't start with trying to gather 300 people on a launch day i would start with a micro church and then i would have what i call pre 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 phase launch i would start with a micro church Let's figure out our vision and mission. And so then I would take it from there. Okay, we figured out this phase one is over. Phase two is let's start inviting more friends in uh, and, and testing out what we're doing. Let's get on mission together. Let's start serving in our community to the point that you get past phase three. You have your core launch team to if you felt God to either multiply into other or to large uh, launch a uh, traditional uh, understanding of church, but you've got to. We have to understand, and this is the thing I'm learning: is addition, what exponential calls level three, and multiplication, what exponential calls level five. They live in constant tensions, but the beauty of the model. Uh, the micro church model and what we feel like our model is, is built on relationships. 
it's not built on one person's charisma and a, a show. Um, you, but we have to be careful. I've been warned. You got to be careful because when you start, if you start growing big, it's easy to get seduced and sucked in by that level three. It's just our mega churches in America will always be around because America has a celebrity culture. And so because of that, it's easy to get entrapped by that because that's the way we've been shaped from our very beginning in America. That's just part of our culture, whether you love that or hate that. But if relationships are the most key component and the micro churches are the driving force in your multiplication, then relationships is what keeps people together, not trying to keep up the big show, not trying to break the 200 barrier, the 400 barrier, not what do we got to do to up the game? It's more about what do we got to do to spread out? What do we got to do? And you think of what Jesus said, and uh, it just takes the faith of a mustard seed. Well, a mustard seed starts off really small, but in order to grow, it grows up and it grows out and then it sends other seeds and grows a crop. And so the, the tree is a perfect, the mustard seed is a perfect metaphor parable of what multiplication can look like in any church, no matter what size, just start off small and realize this thing is eventually going to take off. Um, I asked Larry Walkemeyer at General Conference, how long do you think it takes for a church to really see the explosive growth of multiplication? He said, if they start with disciples, it takes three to five years. But once that explodes, hold on, because it's going to really take off. Um, and you'll start seeing fruit of that anyways, but... Um, I want to do a Jesus type model of multiplication, which leads to churches rather than the business side that costs so much money and so much time and so much more risk. Um, but risk is a part of it. But if I'm making disciples, I'm building off the foundation of what Jesus told his, his disciples to do and because of that we're here today having this conversation uh well i think we've hit on a lot of what's going on and what we're doing is there anything i've missed that you'd like to hop in before we take off or no man i feel like i just defended my dissertation or something <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody uh, quizzing you <laughs> oh praise god um no and you know any any way any way I can help anyone, if they want to talk more, have coffee, uh, I'm willing to talk about this stuff. And just, um, it really is a worthwhile endeavor. If you would like to hear more about it, uh, we can come talk to you. Um, and we're also, if you would like to support us financially, uh, uh, you can go to foundrynetwork.net. That's our website. Um, and so there is a, um, a component to raising funds for this. Uh, and we've been given a grant from the conference. 
to do this. And so we're looking for matching partners for this uh, to do training, to equip pastors and uh, make sure that um, all that, that can be done is done uh, on that capacity. And so I'm just thankful to be here, thankful to be in the SMC and uh, thank you for having me back on, Janet. Yeah. Well, cool. We've been talking with Paul Jones, who's uh, out in the Taylor area working on uh, the foundry right now, also at uh, Journey of Hope. And we're going to be catching up with him soon uh, at all kinds of events we got going on. I'm sure we'll run into him at one of our awakening events uh, and uh, as well as annual conference, which, man, it's already coming here. And if you're a pastor in our conference, of course, you'll see him at... uh, uh, well, will you be a pastor spouse retreat? Yes, yeah, we will be this year. Yeah. So okay, so uh, hunt hunt him down uh, there. That would be the that would be the nearest event we have where you might be able to have a good breakfast or conversation with Paul about all the things that he's doing and see how that uh, could blend with what you're doing as well. So uh, otherwise, the webpage one more time is foundry dot net foundry network dot net foundrynetwork.net so head over there check out the information really nice polished uh um, web page with uh um you showed me a booklet that was pretty sweet looking so excited to see uh more about this as you continue to work on it yeah yeah we're excited thank you jamin yep thanks paul SMC Podcast.